0: So time and time again, guys, the one thing that is gonna protect you against economic downturn is an education, allowing you to adapt into varying careers, different types of jobs. Go and build your toolbox at MSU. MSU Denver Online is an awesome option for a college education, especially right now, because they've been doing the online thing forever. They've totally mastered teaching college classes, Online the course content the teachers it's all tailor-made for an online learning experience right now That's the only option a lot of us have MSU Denver online. It gives you an awesome education But it's also super affordable as well And it's also perfect for every type of student if you have never gone to college before Or maybe you're looking to just finish up your degree. Maybe you're looking to go back to school MSU Denver Online has tons of different types of classes. They have awesome teachers. I can speak to that because I took a class with MSU Denver Online last summer. And like I said, they've totally mastered online education and getting info across to their students in an engaging, informative way. So check out their entire course list, msudenver.edu backslash online. Make sure to check out all of their options today. Full Gary Harris right there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> A real roller coaster of excitement and concern.
0: <laughs> oh, man. The steal of the draft. Maybe we don't have to do the draft <laughs> hats this year because it's all going to be virtual.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll be virtual. I wonder how to look. Every other team has already done these virtual drafts or every other league. Uh, welcome in, everybody, to the DNBR Nuggets podcast. I'm your host, Adam Manez. You just saw Gary Harris, guys. Mr. Nugget, where it all began. That was that was man. step one. That was step one right there. We just witnessed Gary man. Harris's addition to the team. Uh, I'm
0: joined by the man with a win behind his hat, Harrison. Wynn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was so long ago, man, when Gary Harris was drafted. That was <laughs> decades ago. That was decades ago.
1: Yeah, that was crazy. Um, actually, it actually wasn't that long ago. Seven years, so not actually not that long. Um, then you guys know D-line. He's D-line
2: up guys? It's good to be known as line How's it going everybody? Two, two new shirts dropped
1: today. Check them out. Two new shirts dropped today. Two new hoodies dropped yesterday. Eric's just, he's just dropping stuff man. Dropping stuff everywhere. Sprinkling It's hot on. over here baby.
3: The man with the rice <laughs> smile. It's Brendan vote. Man, what I would give for a Gary resurgence this season.
1: How Man, fun would that be? It would be extremely fun. And then I forgot to put him backstage and then bring him on. So that people are probably staring, wondering what we're doing here with <laughs> a, fifth, a fifth member. We got a full starting five today. But of course, from DNVR Bets and a million other things over at DNVR. It's Andre
4: Simone. Andre, what's going on, brother? What's up, guys? Excited to do this. Been loving the draft previews. And Adam, I'm kind of hyped. I think, are you getting more into this draft than in any draft past? no, um, I'm regularly into the draft. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm on regular. I like the draft. I like learning about all these guys. I always just say it's so hard, like knowing what these guys are. If you don't spend a full amount of time with it. I just so many writers, this is what happens. So many writers don't actually spend that much time actually watching the nba or denver nuggets basketball then they have these horrible takes i'm always like i know this. so i really just don't want
3: to be that guy
1: with i don't two. want to be that guy for the draft yeah. so i like want to learn as much yeah. about these guys as possible whatever but i always couch the opinions with hey to really know them requires way more you know a full-time commitment so um but i am excited about it what about you andre yeah. Yeah, so andre is a draft guy all sports you like the draft you're you you get deep into the drafts of all the drafts what are your What is your take it's on draft, uh, Nick. the draft excitement Nick. level you have for this upcoming draft?
4: Yeah, I'm obsessed about this stuff. I can't wait for this <laughs> NBA draft. I mean, uh, you know, that's how I like to spend my summers is grinding, grinding just uh, the best skills of all these guys. It's been weird doing it in the fall as I'm also watching college football <laughs> right. and the NFL and all yeah. that. But no, I'm excited. I'm really ready for this draft. I think it's being just a tad underrated especially with where the Nuggets are picking. Uh, yeah, everyone yeah. says, you know, it's a deep draft. You can find good starters in that range, but then everyone likes to crap all over the draft. And it's it, it's not a great draft at the top, and we kind of knew that. It's a bad uh, freshman class, and just, like, there's so many unknowns with the top of the draft, which makes it extra crazy. But I think this draft's getting a bit of a bad rap here, so I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly excited. We were talking about this either yesterday or the day before
1: about how the draft, forget about the top because especially since we're not focused as Nuggets fans on like the top of it. But there just does it does seem deep with with role players like good guys, not great but good guys. So um, in that regard, I I I think I agree with you. Um, today we're going to focus in a little bit more on the guards of this draft, um, and we have done a lot of the bigs and the wings, but we haven't really talked about. There's a lot of guards, a lot, especially like point guards in this draft. So we're going to go get into a lot of those. But before we do, we do have to hit the news and notes from around the league. And so we're going to start first. This one's a couple days old, actually, this, this little nugget for you. But um, Chris Paul, according to Woj, the uh, Phoenix Suns and the Oklahoma City Thunder are engaged in talks on, a, on a, a, a trade that would bring Chris Paul to Phoenix. So what's interesting about this one is it's not just the rumor. It sounds like they're actually having discussions, like maybe even negotiations about it. I'm going to start with you, Harrison. What's your first mm. takeaway when you see this, this news, Chris Paul to Phoenix?
0: My first thought was uh, Is there any way the Suns try to make this trade if they don't go 8 0 in the bubble? Like, that feels (laughs) like it gave them a ton of momentum. You can make the argument, it's warranted, it's unwarranted, but I don't think they look to make a deal like this if they don't go 8 0. And they didn't even make the playoffs, but they had a good showing in the bubble. Um, Also, like, it's not just that Phoenix wants to trade or or for Chris Paul and like Oklahoma City thinks they could get a decent package back Chris Paul obviously wants to go to Phoenix he obviously would be fine playing for Monty Williams there he obviously likes the pieces that he could be playing around with Devin Booker DeAndre Ayton so that's another aspect to this as well do you think
1: though Chris Paul doesn't have a lot of time left as, a, as an NBA player he's old he's my age he's old is it a little I don't know, disappointing that maybe he would
3: end up like spending the twilight of his career, helping Phoenix get into the eight seed. You know, we can't have it both ways. I thought about that and then I realized, no, it's dope. Cause how easily could we be talking about yeah. somehow one of the LA teams doing right, this or right. him going to golden state and just trying to get that ring, which right. I think he would be entitled to um, the idea that there's mutual interest here, I think is actually a really exciting and, and good development for the league. Um, you should want teams like Phoenix to get better. <laughs> And, and, you know, the idea of of Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton getting to play with a quality basketball player um, is really fun. I think that's good for the league. So, in a sense, I agree with you, Adam, because I don't think Phoenix wins a ring with Chris Paul, and, and and that's maybe a waste of the twilight of his career. But it's cooler to me that, it, that it's Phoenix and not the usual suspect. Andre, am I underselling this? Is, like, Chris Paul and Phoenix with Ayton and Booker, is this, like, maybe a sneaky
1: good team? Maybe not a contender, but, like, Are they pretty are they like a four-seed? Are they better
0: than Oklahoma City with Chris Paul? Hmm. That's the thing. Like on paper, yes, they would be, but I I don't know if the pieces come together as well as they did in Oklahoma City.
4: (laughs) They should be, right? But I'm not
0: I'm not buying it as as a four-seed, no.
4: I mean, it is intriguing for what it could do for Phoenix in reaching their potential, especially what it does for Booker or Aiton. The other thing is, okay, see, this is going to be a massive offseason for them. There's rumors not only of this trade, but them trying to move maybe Shea to move up to one, um, which would be crazy. Yeah. Maybe them targeting LaMelo. Uh, one way or another, I think we might be getting LaMelo in the Northwest Division, and I'm all for it. That's non
3: nonstop entertainment. What do we think this, this Phoenix package would look like? Is it like Ubre and some picks? That's sort of my general understanding.
1: I think so because that's what I how I understood it as well is that maybe this was more of a Phoenix's ability to absorb Chris Paul's massive contract without mm. sending out like tons of tons of money to match or whatever. So, um, but still, you, you would miss some piece of like your rotation, of course. And, and Ubre seems like a, a likely candidate. Mm. I think I do think that this moves like Phoenix into the Oklahoma City tier. Maybe they're a little bit better, but I still don't know that I would be like. Afraid of a Phoenix team that had Booker, Aiton, and and Chris Paul. I think it's a good team, but not a you know, maybe not a threat to Denver immediately.
2: Man, I'm so interested to see what what becomes of Oklahoma City over these next months and years. Like with the amount of capital that they've acquired over the past, unreal. It's like it's like like offensive a little bit. It's like. I don't know. I mean, they can completely reshape their squad and have it look nothing like it does today. That is, it's crazy too because they weren't even bad last year.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but that's see, I do think that they're in position with their picks that I I would I would slow. I would do the Denver process. They they're in the Denver tier of like you're not going to attract these free agents or whatever, so you need to develop as many of these guys as possible. And then in a future date,
0: probably four years from now, you try to start consolidating those things. So um, from from a, from a nuggets perspective on this trade, I think it's uh, a positive for Denver in the sense that he moves out of the Northwest division CP three. And it seems like the schedule might be division heavy next season. So that would be good for the nuggets. Uh, But yeah, like you said, Adam, the Suns are moving up a tier with this trade. Uh, I I think definitely a clear tier. So it could put, you know, not that Nuggets, I don't think, will feel the pressure, but maybe
3: a, a slight pressure to, to keep improving. OKC, okay, by the way, they've got pick 25 from Denver this year, then a 2021 first from Miami, then a 2022 first from the Clippers, then a 2023 first from the Clippers, then a yeah, 23, the Clippers. 2023 first from Miami, then a 2024 first from Houston, another 24 first from the Clippers, uh, and a 25 first-round pick from Houston. so Sam- 26 Sam- from- Sam Hankey might join this Houston team as the uh, yeah.
0: Sam Hankey might join the He's the Thunder as an un, unpaid intern, just to yeah. get on with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're in position because there's a real chance this Clippers team just like Falls completely flat and then has nothing to build off of. And they're just like the, consistently the fifth worst team in the NBA. And, so Houston? It. and Houston? And Houston yeah, I could be
3: rolling in some valuable
1: picks. <laughs> <laughs> um, another piece of news here we got Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer talking about the Celtics have emerged as a potential destination for Drew Holiday. Everybody's in. Everybody's in on Drew Holiday. one. 2019's trying to get Drew Holiday. And apparently, so they have this picks 14, 26, and 30 that they feel maybe they can flip upwards to try to get that that top 10 pick maybe to uh to send out for drew holiday all right how much of a bummer is this is this news a bummer andre that drew holiday sounds like maybe the price is just continuing to rise probably maybe outside of denver's D- denver's price range
4: well like three picks outside the top 13 that's but you all consolidate, it takes like but yeah but you consolidate those ranche?
1: to get yeah but then you consolidate those to get the no. eighth pick or something that's
4: the idea The Celtics have been trying to consolidate all these picks for many years. This is basically what you hear a week leading into every draft for the last five. To my knowledge, they haven't really been able to do that thus far. Um, So I I think this is more wishful thinking from the Celtics than uh, anything real. But I don't know. Would you rather that than the potential package the Nuggets are offering? I I mean, yeah.
3: Yeah. I want about- that better pick. So whether that's Denver or Boston, that's able to consolidate and move up, I would probably want one top ten pick, even in this draft, more so than two late first rounders or right. three late first rounders. Right. I mean, maybe it's so hard to know what these teams want. I
1: do think that with with the way that New Orleans just their timeline, Zion being so young, and you get you know still Ingram and Lonzo, like I don't. I feel like they can afford to maybe play the. We have multiple picks and we're going to kind of plant all these seeds. And I mean, they're a little bit ahead of. Uh you know, Oklahoma City on that timeline, but maybe not enough that they still they have to speed things up.
2: Yeah, nothing ever tickles me more than just the perceived value of picks in the in the world of just GMing where it's it's like, do you want this boat or these picks? And it's like,
1: well
2: <laughs> I, I don't want that boat. Like what we take these picks. The picks could be a boat. Be amazing.
1: But this is, but you know what but the, we we talked about this with Bowl and it's the opposite a little bit. Like if you are a GM and you have draft picks, you get to tell your owner like, hey man, you know, you can't really evaluate me personally Personally for three years because uh, we got these picks and it's gonna take three years before you know if I was right or wrong. That would be my move. All the, the yeah, whole. some of these guys are <laughs> like, Hey man, you got I got three years job security because uh, you know, this has always been the plan. Like,
2: like, did, you, did you draft a 15 year old? You're like, mm, yeah, okay. That's exactly. well,
1: still 17. 17. <laughs> <Got to laughs> I <give> him <laughs> time, really got to give him time. Um, it works for most GMs, it didn't work. Sam Hinky is the funniest one because he actually did the best job of that and got fired anyway. Before <laughs> I like right at the knee of the curve. they're like, You know, oh, we're sick of waiting. He's like, what? What the hell? Wait a second. We're this close. <laughs> yeah, we're right out. There. Um, okay. What other news do we have? Let's. Uh, oh, this is. I don't even have a tweet to pull up on this one. It's just the Houston Rockets are exploding. Um, <laughs> an explosive article in Tight. The Athletic. <laughs> Wait, um, or something could use? <laughs> yeah, explosive article in The Athletic yesterday just talking about how. And, and let's read between the lines on some of this because. You know, Daryl Morey was out. Mike D'Antoni was out. Um, Those are big losses. But then, here's the crazy part. Russell Westbrook apparently didn't like the culture there. And he talks about how there wasn't enough accountability. Uh. It sure (laughs) seems like everybody that goes into Houston Uh. has something to say about just the way the culture's not right. They're lazy. There's no account. (laughs) Is James Harden just like the worst superstar we have in terms of? I mean, honestly, Mm -hmm. is he Russell Westbrook? We think can be a toxic teammate or whatever, like you know, tough, this or that, but at least he wants to win, Jimmy Butler style. It sounds like this was a stray bullet at James Harden. Am I hearing things, Harrison?
0: No, I mean, you're you're 100% right, man. Uh, James Harden's a great player, but he's he is tough to build around. It's just taxing being James Harden's teammate. I feel like it, <laughs> so it wears too. on you, man. Just watching that guy dribble the air out of the ball every single night for 82 games, that wears on you. But I mean, is this really that surprising that like Houston is combusting like this? This, this no. whole thing was either going to end in them winning a championship, which always seemed like a super pipe dream, even when they went like miniature, or it was going to end were like close. this. Come on. And, uh, yeah. you know, but, but this is what happens. this is what happens
3: yeah when when, you, when you don't
0: when you don't like think about culture at all when you're building, when you don't think about chemistry, this is how things
3: end. It feels to me like the whole culture was like, um. What is it? Is it Astro World? That sort of like fictional kind of like musical theme park. Like it's it's sort of it was like James Harden World in Houston. Like their top one, two and three priority were keeping him happy. Almost more so than winning a title, it felt like at times. Um, And so I'm not surprised at all to hear any sort of lack of accountability stuff. It felt to me like James Harden was in charge. And I mean, I think the best player in every organization has input. But it felt to me like he almost transcended the organization, and I don't think that that, um, you know, that that works when you're the Bulls and you have MJ. But for the most part, I don't think that's a healthy dynamic.
1: It even works when you have LeBron. I mean, look, you have to be a certain caliber talent. It's all about. You talk about Daryl Morey you know the analytics guy that has been so perfect at that aspect of it but you have it's like being great on offense or being great on defense you can be a great offensive team but you also have to be above a certain threshold and maybe that threshold is lower if you're a number one offense that threshold's a little bit lower but it's not erased completely number one defense team same thing you have to have a little bit of offense I feel like you have to have some combination of culture and then just that those other parts being smart around the edges or whatever and It seems like Houston was always A-plus at assembling these pieces that fit together and the analytics and the coach and all this. But they were always just right one half step below on the culture thing. And now you get rid of D'Antoni, you get rid of uh, Daryl Morey. Now they're – I'm sure going forward they're going to be terrible at that other aspect while not having any type of culture. And it does feel like this Houston Rockets team is in for a – they've fallen off the cliff i really think they're gonna fall off the cliff where does Russell westbrook go what happens to russell westbrook eric like are you intrigued i saw there's some people in denver that want him to come to denver this is the opportunity for a superstar what <laughs> <say> you? <laughs>
2: that makes me that makes me absolutely want to kill myself do not bring russell westbrook here to under any certain like hey Andy, the your buddies yeah, great. They can ride right around in, in Jokic's uh, he might, Mercedes. I think those two people we've just talked about, James Harden and Russell Westbrook, possess the, my two least favorite games in the NBA. Like, they're the two yeah. superstars that I like watching the absolute least. And the other thing about James Harden, like, has any teammate ever thrown Chris Paul into the bus before? Like, right, like, right, yeah, ever? Right. Like, James Harden did it in like a weird subversive way. He was like, "Oh, I know what the problem is," and then they. <laughs> they,
4: they, they, they While the it's, Thunder it's, were like actually really Chris good, Paul. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, what, what a complete dickhead this guy! Like, he's just like I, uh, the problem with Daryl Morey like deifying James Harden is that he like. Allowed it to happen in his own mind, and then you just kind of <laughs> yeah. see the way that he strides around, and like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, just this coming out. Like, I don't know that I would have guessed it, but me hearing this makes ev- like complete sense,
3: like, absolutely. Like, like, oh, yeah, it sounds awful. Don't you feel like we know just what Jimmy Butler would think of playing with James Harden? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course, I mean, he'd man. be there for like a week, like, yeah.
1: This is an interesting question, Andre Westbrook or Harden, your nuggets are force fed, they have to take <laughs> <That's> one, man. <laughs> Which one are you taking?
3: I, for one,
4: I don't think that, like, that on-track Westbrook has, no one can take that.
1: I'm throwing I, this out. Don't. We're
4: just having a fun um, thought experiment. They're free. They're no, both you free. have to do it, Andre. <laughs> and I'm, no, no, it I'm taking Harden and not even thinking about it. And I'm saying, I'm, I'm putting him on rest management. He's, like, not even playing 25 oh, games. I'm turning it into a spot-up shooter. That's what I, I'm doing with James Harden. I don't need know, it's him like off he's again. my yeah, six. He'll be happy Six there. man again. <laughs> Iso ball. Six man. That's six all he's doing. Man. I don't need him. Back to the yeah, OKC the days. Six man on the this bench.
1: Is, this is the thing about sports, man. Is like, look, Rockets fans seemed pretty happy with their players. Like they've they've been caping for Harden for since he got there. But it does feel like I'm just so thankful we have Jokic and Murray to root for. Like it, it would suck to have to root for Westbrook and Harden. <laughs> man. Like even if right, they're fans, let's awesome, go Dwight. Like, let's go Dwight. You go, Dwight. Oh, him. my. God. Imagine having to cheer for Dwight the entire, the entire time. Um <laughs> They're
2: absolutely going to get Dwight. We're going to be fully tapped this.
4: My favorite aggregator headline from this athletic article is James Harden not taking accountability. Like, yeah, no, no kidding. That's probably the whole problem, guys. I mean, and when a guy is given a 100% of the responsibility on the court, yeah, if you don't take accountability, yeah, it's going to crumble. It's, it's logical we're gonna take a break
1: on the other side though we're gonna get into the guards Tyrese Halliburton little Maxi. I don't know maybe those guys out of the range maybe we'll have to go further down the list Cole Anthony we'll see we're gonna talk guards we haven't talked
0: guards we'll talk them on the other side yeah guys we've got the Masters going on as we speak my favorite golf tournament and probably the coolest and like most fun sporting event to bet on I think just the options the props the just the things you can bet on
1: Tiger's doing great he's at the top right isn't t- Tiger at the top right now
0: I see a lot of Tiger uh, is he? yeah is there's a lot of, of Tiger chatter hey, a lot I'm, of tiger in, I'm emo- here for it I'm here a lot for of that. Tiger
2: emojis <laughs> happening right now
0: <laughs> yeah but uh this Sunday obviously when the Masters wraps up will be a Sunday like no other With this weekend's major golf tournament, along with both professional and collegiate football, there will be no shortage of action. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, wants to put you in the center of the action. So many different ways to make it rain. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate Sunday's action, DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. That's right, you bet, and they cover with risk-free Sunday betting on the Masters, on college football, on pro football, on all of Sunday's action. Uh, So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is ensuring your Sunday bets up to $100. That's right, you bet, and they cover up to $100 when you use the promo code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook uh, for a limited time. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Risk-free coverage. Paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook Guys. for details. Gambling oh, problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
1: Andre Simone is going to be giving us bets on live on our draft show, which next Wednesday, I'm telling you, everybody, clear your schedules. Next Wednesday is going to be a great one, an all-timer. It's going to be like four hours of the DNBA show. It's going to be fantastic, all kinds of guests. But Andre Simone, handicapping, who's going to go where, who's what, how many p- trades are going to happen, all kinds of cool stuff. And we might be betting live on the show on some of these very things. Just to give a little extra excitement.
2: I uh, can't wait for it. It's going to be fun. I can't wait for a pick to be announced to me for just just to scream fuck at the top of my head. <laughs> Why would am be amazing.
1: <laughs> okay, so let's talk guards, guys. Let's get into this. Uh, I am under the impression, I've said this before, that the Nuggets take either a guard or, or a big, um, not meaning not a wing. I know everybody's like, oh, they need a wing guy, and I think that's where they'll go. And I, you see all these mocks have uh, like the nuggets taking whatever best wing is available I don't think that's the case and it's funny because I haven't really given this too much thought but you know Monte Morris especially there was a report today that said Monte Morris might be worth 12 million dollars on the open market here once his contract's up. If that's the case, almost certainly he's gone. Like no, no, he's a great player. He des- he might right. deserve yeah, yeah, that kind not. of money and I would be happy for him to get it. But as Denver moves yeah. into this next phase, they can't afford expensive backup centers, backup point guard. Like that's just that's not where you spend. You spend on your starting roster, you spend on your sixth man, which is not Monte. He's a great guy, but he's not like your sixth man type. <laughs> And then you have to just get elite guys. So Denver might be looking, this might be that year where you bring in a young point guard rides the pinch for one year. And then next year steps into that role. I think that's actually extremely plausible. Harrison, what do you think about that? I mean, I haven't thought too much about that until the last couple of days. And now I'm
0: thinking, yeah, the guard spot makes a lot of sense for Denver. Well, there's a lot of potential backup point guards in this draft. Um, not even like just guys at the top, because There's a couple point guards at the top of this draft that project the starters. But when you get into the 20s, there's just a lot of guys who could be projectable as backups, to be honest. And that's like a deep part of this draft uh, point guard. And um, I I think that's a route Denver could go. But like honestly, I'm not in love with any of the point guards that are like projected to go in the 20s. I like a couple at the top of the draft. But if I'm the Nuggets, man, I I would be pretty cool with Riding Jamal Murray and PJ Dozier, and then you know picking up like an undrafted free agent point guard that I really like on a two way deal, yeah. and, and and have him waiting in the wings. And if you want to move off of Monte that way, I think you could. I'd be cool with that approach i see some comments in here about my about dozier
1: and i think that that's accurate i mean look i love you guys know we're up we're we're full pj dozier fans here of this this panel we like
2: PJ Dozier podcast
1: this is a pj dozier podcast he so it's very possible that he steps in and, and becomes that role it's also possible that maybe you just look at guards in general maybe not point guards but you know pj i think can play the two not as a shooter but as a secondary ball handler he could also play the one so you might just look at guys and say okay do we have other combo guards that work alongside pj if he's part of the plan so so that's that so andre i'm gonna go to you first the nuggets have been rumored to move up into the top 10 of the draft or or at least be having those conversations i think it's unlikely i think if they do do that i would guess that's more to flip the pick for drew holiday but maybe they just like a guy up at the top, if they like a guard up in the top ten of the draft, who is their guy?
4: Man, at the very top. I mean, I'm I'm going off the uh assumption of a backup point guard because if you're trading into the top ten, you want a little more than a backup point right. guard. Well,
1: that's true. Yeah, this might be more more than that. Yeah.
4: So uh, starting with the guards fitting that scenario, I think Isaiah Coro is the only natural fit. Uh, the kind of bulldog guard for Auburn will be cited by a lot of SEC prospects as one of the tougher dudes in that conference to go again. Get some Jimmy Butler comps. Oh wow, um, would be really intriguing next to next to Jamal in that two spot. But six 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 six
1: nine wingspan, two hundred twenty five. So he's he is like a sturdy, long, um,
4: you know, athletic defender hmm. And at, at points in the season was being mocked as high as four or five. Now the range is a little more fluid, could drop a bit. And uh, Nine you know, or it's, 10. Be- it's because the shot, it's because the jump shot at Auburn, yeah. the biggest criticism you'll hear is he'd even pass up some open threes. I don't think that jump shot's broken. He's just lacking confidence and is really relying on other areas of his game. So I don't know. I don't know if you could afford to take a guy on like that and then neglect some of the spacing issues. But if you're looking at a potential upgrade of what you hoped Gary Harris could be, Okoro's the first guy I've kind of got circled in that top 10. So,
1: so first thing I want to get to here and then I'll throw it to, to you, vote um, in, in wind. Uh, but the first thing I want to look at is if you just go off his physical profile, almost exactly, exactly the same measurements as Justice Winslow. So when you, I think it helps to picture the physical profile of a player because you look at him and go, okay, Justice Winslow's really sturdy. Like he's, yep. even though he's only six he's got that long wingspan and he's got just a sturdy frame that he can guard six eight six nine. 6'9". So um, I think that's at least physically, I don't know about the style of play right. vote. What do you, what do you know about a
3: You know, it's, I think he looks to be probably the best defender in this draft or at least one of them. Um, but I, I, I'm just so wary of guys that I think are going to be extremely limited offensively at yeah, this me point. Too. me um, too. And and we you know we we've beat this point to death, but Malone's affinity for playing those guys often sort of having to choose between offense or defense. To me, if you're trading up, um, you know I, I'm not super enticed by the idea of trading up for a guy that might very well never pan out on one f- half of the right. floor. So, right. you know, I think Okor will be a great pick for some team. I think he's going to be a stud defender, but. that's not the move for, in my opinion, for Denver. Harrison?
0: Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, Isaac Okoro, he has the makeup to be just like an elite, elite NBA stopper, like all defensive team type of guy, uh, Mm -hmm. a guy that you can throw on a a James Harden, a Luka Doncic, and and he's going to do a really good job on those guys. Um, (coughs) I'm not sure if I see it for Denver, though, just because like you were saying, Adam, if if they trade up, I think that pick is probably getting flipped um and and if they were to keep it uh like a is is a guy mike malone would love like he he would absolutely love isaac okoro uh but offensively he's got questions like i think he has the tools to be a good offensive option i don't think the shot is broken he can get to the rim he's actually a really strong and really good finisher inside uh but a bit of a project on that end of the floor
1: it's funny Eric because like there's certain profiles of a player that you get excited for whether you know about them or not like if I just tell you like the Nuggets are drafting a incredible three-point shooter and uh you know volume score you're just like oh man yeah this is exciting like oh look at these highlights dunking on guys and if you're like hey he's a great defensive stopper but you know he can't
2: really shoot or dribble.
1: You're like, oh, I don't you're care like, who this
2: guy is. You're like, this guy is six seven. He has a jumper that's wet as the ocean. Yeah, uh, his name is Tyler Lydon. We're gonna bring him here. <laughs> <Yeah. in." laughs>
3: so true. It's so true. Um, Might be able to block some shots at the NBA. At the top I, <laughs> got a nose for the rebound.
2: I've talked
1: about this before, but I think one of the things about building around Jokic. Is that I do think your guards just need to be able to handle the ball. I I, so this idea, like I think if you play with LeBron and you have a Caruso who can't shoot or whatever, it it works because LeBron is so good at getting around his defender. He doesn't need the like teamwork aspect to create. You just need the pick and roll. You broke down the defense. Now you find the guy. With Denver, I do think you need a little bit more ball movement. You need guys that can make plays. So I'm always whenever I hear of a guy like that, I'm just like that doesn't fit. That might fit better in other places than Denver.
4: Where else could we go? Oh, go ahead. And I love the Winslow comp. Couldn't you? just call up miami if you want okoro don't move up and spend a bunch call up yeah. miami see if you can trade for a guy like winslow mm. for cheap you know like yeah he's shown that he has a, a real affinity for a place like denver <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: with the he's with memphis though he was in that trade oh, that's, winslow, right, yeah, yeah, that oh that's right i forgot all that's right yeah, yeah. You you call him you you know, anyway they're like excuse Why me i have a wrong number <laughs> <laughs> references um so um Let's talk about Tyrese Halliburton because he's the other guy that I've seen yes. up there in that top 10 that maybe fits Denver's profile. And here's why he, I think he fits it. Because I keep hearing the Lonzo Ball comp with him. That's the that's the extent of my uh, caping for him. Andre, give me give me the Tyrese Halliburton rundown that you have.
4: Well, he's an analytics darling, so I know Ooh. I'm all in. Tyrese Halliburton. Feed me, baby. Feed me. <laughs> you don't have to watch. This is a guy, read the scouting report. You'll fall in love instantly because the yeah, three-point yeah. shot is looks terrible. Similar to Lonzo, the percentages are really (laughs) nice. Good defender, good size, can handle the ball. Where he's got a little more swag and flares is in the open court. Really like the way he pushes uh, the tempo. I thought he would have been a top 10 pick last year. Um, He's played with a really good Iowa State program. So there's a lot to like. He's one of those rare in such a kind of wacky draft, especially at the top. Him and Danny, I feel like, are the two few safe picks. But then with every safe pick, there's always the concern of how high is that ceiling, Mm. which maybe in Denver doesn't matter because he can be that secondary ball handler. The shot's not broken. He's going to get enough space to get that off anyways. He's good defensively. He's got that length. He could complement Jamal. He could play with both Monty and Jamal. Right. Yeah, he would be a really nice fit. Would I sell the farm to move up and get him? I don't know. But he would be a phenomenal fit. So the thing
1: here, um, we talked about the certain skill sets that a player doesn't have that maybe we don't really care about. And the number one of that is shot creation, right? Like, the so one-on-one, he's not a great elite. He's not a great one-on-one guard. It's like, sweet, perfect. That's, that's a huge plus. Yeah, because, I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And that's, right. that's kind of the knock on him is he seems like a really good team player, super high IQ. He's got great length. He's a little skinny, a little small. That's another concern, but he's got great length. He's kind of a Will Barton build and he can do it. He's a do everything type guard. Um,
0: and, and I kind of like that. Harrison, what's your read? Yeah, I'm a big Halliburton guy. And just talking about a potential fit in Denver, while it's probably a long shot that they would get him, I, I think he'd be a great piece here. Uh, something else that I, I think needs to surround Jokic if you're just kind of building a team around him is high IQ guys. And, and that's like exactly what Tyrese Halliburton is. He can run the pick and roll, he's unselfish, he can cut, he knows his role in an offense. Another big thing, if you're going to be a role player in this league, and we've seen this in Denver, but knowing your role when it comes to like a guy like Monte Morris is such a skill. And I think that's something Tyrese Halliburton definitely has. So I think he'd be a great piece. Like you guys have mentioned, I don't think he has a ceiling necessarily as like an on BA guy, Uh, but that's fine if you're Denver. So I love his frame six, five with a six, eight wingspan. He can play both guard spots and, um, he, he fits in Jokic ball, I think. Um,
1: um, I think Halliburton is very unlikely, though. That's the problem. I see him in mocks five, six, seven. Denver, if they trade up, I think they trade up to like 8, 9, 10. And again, I think if they do that, they're probably moving it for Drew. So as much as I like Halliburton, probably not in the plans. Another guy moving down the draft a little bit, RJ Hampton. I keep hearing him as a guy that Denver would like. It sounds to me like pretty raw. Andre, what's your, what's your scouting report on him? I know we would pick up some Australian followers.
4: Yeah, that'd Our Australian be followers would be happy. That'd be fun. Um, just the guy who left us wanting for more. All the high school hype didn't really translate this year. Even they they had some games where they played some NBA teams. You know, they do that the international series in the preseason. And he was just like letting guys by like a on the defensive end. But he's that classic. We see guys like this every single draft it's, since we were drafting guys out of high school. He's that six-five wing tons of talent could play a little on the one as a big guard, could play a little as the the shooting guard if he can refine that shot a little more. You love the tools. He's one of those guys where... Other teams, like I don't know if I'm a Wizards fan um, or a fan of some of those more broken franchises, they draft Hampton, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, great. Right. He's never going to develop. So that but feels a like Nuggets a Charlotte Hornets, fan, Hornets pick. Huh? Right, that sounds exactly. like a total Charlotte. <laughs> as a Nuggets <laughs> right. fan, though, you trust this front office so much, you say, hey, they believe in RJ. I'm all in. I'm down. So, Eric, uh, if I tell
1: you he's a 3-and-D guard that can't shoot and can't really defend, <laughs> like, are, are you uh,
2: <laughs> What does the <laughs> D stand for? That in <laughs> Dunk, he's like a <laughs> hyper athlete, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, the, uh, it is funny. Like, there, there are there are all these archetypes that you feel like would be perfect, would just be a perfect synergy with the team. But like, it just doesn't work that way. Like, it it really just comes down to is this whoever we draft, like, do they? want to win do they want to win in the way that the the nuggets want to win like are they working on their sham god are they (laughs) are they trying to break fools down on the dribble like no thanks like we've got will barton for that um so man i don't know i'm just i'm very interested to see what the front office thinks of these guys i mean like andre says like if the front office is into it like i'm immediately like this is the best player in the world (laughs) you you gotta get him out there (laughs)
3: What is Hampton's role in Denver, you know, and that to me, that's sort of it. Like I get, they have their athletic scoring on ball guard, you know? And so if you're, you're, I think if you feel really comfortable picking up a more sort of floor general type guard or something like that to fill the backup role, you're maybe more comfortable. Hampton to me is more like if he somehow slid all the way, you know, to, to where you were picking or a couple of picks ahead of you, then it's a different looking flyer, but um, I I just feel like it would be it would be a reach to go up and go get him.
0: No. Yeah, Hampton is a, a team betting on their player development program because he's he's a year or two out from like really playing, especially for a good team. Uh, but what I will say about Hampton is, I think he might have the quickest first step in the in the draft. Right, yeah, like we need, he, the, we need he, the soccer. Day. Yeah, he is. He's like a not a Zach Levine level athlete. No, no, because, that's,
1: the, that's who I compare him to. No,
0: that's who I compare him to. But Zach Levine is like in the top 1% of NBA athletes. I don't think RJ True. Hampton yeah. is going to really? be in the top 1% of it. I, maybe okay. he's in the top 90%, not the top 1%. But he does remind <laughs> you a lot of Zach Levine and other aspects of his game. Um, his, his first step is like unbelievable. He just like gets the ball and hits turbo and he's suddenly at the rim. So Hampton's even projected to
1: go up. I could see him falling on draft night because of what all the reasons we're talking about. He seen. I it's one of my least favorite art types is the guy that has like all the physical tools. He just has to develop the basketball. Cause I'm like, we act <laughs> like that's easy. You know, like we act like right, that's right, the right. part that's like some simple is like, well if he right. just
2: learns to dribble, shoot, and defend, he can really <laughs> like meanwhile yeah. you could go into like uh Dennis Beach and it's like Everybody has long arms that you're walking yeah. by. You're like, oh yeah, that guy really profiles to be an NBA starting <laughs> like, it, it is like, J- it, that's like Jaden McDaniels. Ball, so
3: yeah. 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 You're like that guy looks like the like the prototype modern NBA defender, but he's he's not <laughs> like, good yet. Jane, so there's Omar a Jaden
1: McDaniels hide. I don't know if you guys saw mm. on, on uh YouTube. Somebody said they're bookmarking this
3: one to uh, throw it back in our faces. So um I did see, for that. You know, shout out Omar Wen. I, I actually just wrote a Jaden McDaniels <laughs> profile. Uh, if you want to go read it on the dnvr.com Boom. What, a, what, a,
1: what, a, what a little tease right there. there's a little mm. hold on where's there's a little nugget for you where's my little thing right there? <laughs>
3: <laughs> a little. did guy make that i love that guy. I love <laughs> That's so a great, one. great
1: all right let's get back to 22 then um and these maybe these guys are projected to go a little bit ahead of that but andre who would be the guy at 22 for you if they were going to take a guard it's guard or bust for the nuggets who, who do you think that guy is
4: I kind of hate taking a guard at 22 um but i feel that's what's gonna happen is really it, yeah i think I they'll kind of be stuck into taking oh. a guard so there are two guards i would like at 22 ones if tyrese Maxey um drops and i mean he's kind he of a little might,
1: hider yeah might,
4: yeah it, there's some mocks, but to me the real guy is Bolmaro. I love that when you guys were talking <laughs> on the last pod, you compared him to Will Barton. I think Adam, and that's the comp I've had in my mind all along for Bolmaro. Love the defense. Former track and field athlete. Um, have concerns about the vertical athleticism, but I think you know that's something he'll he'll get at Red Rocks. He'll start running laps. He'll get some muscles under there and free. get that vertical <laughs> athleticism going to come too. Length. He was really smothering these smaller Euro League guards. I love his on-ball defense. Love his playmaking ability, and that's where I think he could be like Will Barton. He could be that secondary playmaker. He could be a decent defender. um So he checks off a lot of boxes. He can play with Monty. He can play with Jamal. I love that you He's, call him Monty, not Monte. Unparable uh, <laughs> <laughs> with me. <Manu>. Um, <laughs> and so I Monty really Manu. like that fit. The problem is he's played his way into getting minutes with Barcelona. Huge thing for him. For example, Poku's not doing that. Right. But right, right now he can't hit, hit a shot to save his life. They're already yeah. playing in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, my that's not, It's like, the guard that can't shoot. What I am comforted is, is as he's struggling to shoot right now, he's getting to the line against these grown men in the EuroLeague, in the ACB, and he's hitting, he's only missed one free throw all season, I think 21 to 22. And isn't that what we always hear? The, the best translation to shot is going to be high percentages from the stripe. So I believe in that shot a little more. And I think his fit would be really nice. And yeah, he's going to be a draft in stash. But 2021, he's going to be fairly NBA-ready more so than some of these other guys. You know what I
2: like? You know what I like is a comp where you don't just, uh, like if it's a European guy, you just don't compare him to another <laughs> yeah. European guy. Right, like, right, of course. When it's not like, he's like he's like a young man of Ginobili. Or, <laughs> right, right, or, yeah, a, or, or just that. like another white guy. He's like a Tyler Hero type. Like, <laughs> so the fact that we're comparing him to Will Barton, makes, that gives me heart. I like it. it I mean, gives,
1: yeah. Cool. Um, I, I think that, here's what i think i think andre wants to bring back gallinari i think he wants oh. to get balmaro Come i think on. he wants to uh maybe get bellinelli maybe uh maybe because <laughs> people don't know this andre simone he's, he's italian and so i find it very unsurprising that you picked the argentinian italian here and that's your go-to guy i mean is it is there's a little bias here am i
4: not wrong I mean, I've been known to gravitate to uh, (laughs) Euro prospects before. I won't lie about that. I do think that some of the knocks on him are kind of silly, though. Like, I've heard, like, oh, scouts didn't get over to Barcelona to see him in time. Like, okay, I I don't care. That's not, you know, the old scouting adage of don't, don't hold something against a player that's out of their control. Um, and I think we can do that too much with the NBA draft. I, I, here's the thing about Bumaro. This year is kind of huge for him. This could really make or break. Yeah. I think we could get to previewing the 2021 draft and be like, oh man, Bumaro's coming over. I think if he was in this class after the year, he had at Barcelona, he'd be a top 15 pick or it's right. like, yeah, he never found his shot. He was probably not even a first rounder that week. Or <laughs> Harrison, what's your reading?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I like Bomaro because he's like a six-seven point guard potentially. Oh, yeah. I just yeah. like that makeup of player with great vision. He's a great passer. He sees the floor really well. The thing I don't like is, I mean, he could potentially be a draft and stash for two years, I think I was hearing. Definitely one year. And he could be over in Barcelona for two more seasons. That's kind of iffy to me if you're picking him at 22 uh like it seems a little early for a draft and stash like that Yeah. Um can you give us, Andre, just maybe
1: twenty seconds of you really caping for Balmaro in Italian? In just Italian, just, right. just, yeah, just like just go
4: full Italian here. As a,
2: yeah, as a professional. <laughs>
4: <laughs> You're putting me on the spot. Let I'll build up to it and I'll give that to you at the end of the show. Okay, okay. <laughs> so that's good.
1: Um should we hit a break and then on the other side, I see a lot of Josh Green love going on, including from our own uh, AJ Hafley. We'll talk about we talked about him a little bit on this show, but AJ, we'll talk well, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about well. no, AJ, uh, Josh Green. But first, Anthony let's hit our last yeah, break before we get to uh, him, Cole Anthony, a bunch of other guards here in that 22 range. Yeah, guys,
0: uh, make sure to download WGT, World Golf Tour, the official gaming partner here at DNBR. Uh, we had the, the masters this Masters this last weekend. No, we didn't. It's coming hard. up this weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's coming up this weekend. I've just been seeing it all over social media. Like, I feel yeah, like yeah, I've really, played really, it already. Many really people are left. talking about it. election
2: yeah, opens was last weekend. That's uh, right.
0: The election opens was last weekend. The DNVR Masters is this coming weekend. Make sure to register for it, and you can win awesome prizes. Uh, how you register for it, download the game, WGT, join the DNVR 3 Country Club, and then we're playing the uh, Pinehurst Close to the Pin Challenge this weekend and what you have to do after you play screenshot your scorecard and reply to the pin thread on the dnvr underscore sports account with it or you can email your scorecard to info at the dnvr.com once you have entered a win we will choose a random winner each week to pick out a dnvr shirt of your choice and mask and we will ship it to you uh, as well so we're doing these every weekend up until Christmas uh, the dnvr masters this weekend on WGT so that should be
2: uh, a I lot was, of fun. I straight embarrassed myself last week during the election open. I I put up a very unsavory score. I uh, I gotta recover, guys. Well, the election open. I get- a lot
0: of us were under a lot of heat. I felt like it was just yeah, a stressful
2: time. It was. I, I didn't. I I, I didn't limber my fingers up properly. I don't know what I was doing.
0: <laughs> you did get that pr- uh, practice around or like <laughs> I yeah. think the
2: scorecard had me
1: like 25th, but uh, I Yo. have I have yet to concede. I'm still <laughs> 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 count uh, all the strokes. <laughs> wait, wait, uh, stop, the count.
3: Stop, stop the count! Wait, the stop count. the count! Also,
0: guys, Strava Craft Coffee offering an awesome deal right now to DNVR members. Uh, Tuesday, eleven ten. So yes, or this past Tuesday through next Monday, the 16th. All DNVR members will receive 30% off their purchase at Strava. I don't think they've done a deal this good. They usually uh, do the 20% deal, 30% off your purchase at Strava uh, up until Monday the 16th. Uh, Of course, Strava Craft Coffee packed with CBD helps relieve long term migraines, back pain, even some stress, aches, and pains. If you're feeling that these days, IBS. Brandon always hits that one confirmed. We're all comfortable with it. Right? <laughs> uh-huh. We don't know what IBS stands for. You just gotta you know, just say IBS. Uh, Strava I believe
3: it's an old wooden
0: ship. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. You can get 30% off Strava Craft Coffee uh, if you're a DNVR member. So uh, take advantage of that offer. If you are a member, um, you should have received your email with details on how to retrieve that 30% off Strava.
1: All right, let's. We got to go a little fast here, so we got to go quick. Quick notes on these guys, but Cole Anthony, Andre, what's your what's your take on Cole Anthony?
4: Uh, he's a guy I've had to circle back to because I hate his Nuggets fit so much. I hated him as a prospect, and this is the Perfect. circle back. Like,
1: okay, what little, do, do I a
4: not see that others see? I can it. If you squint a little, you can see some Kemba in his game. Um, yeah, this was obviously a terrible season yeah. for him. Um. I, I've really come back to something you told me like during the playoff series, Adam. That one thing the Nuggets could really benefit from is a quick twitch, yes, uh, perimeter guy who can break guys down one on one. Um, he doesn't bring any other skill the the Nuggets (laughs) need other than that, but he does shoot a lot. He can shoot, yeah, he can shoot. I mean, the Kemba comp is there if he can develop uh, lots of injuries, a, a bit rough, uh, getting into the lane and stuff. He'll benefit from NBA. Spacing, I don't love it, but he's a guy I can get sold on if uh, if the Nuggets
3: believe in him. What do you think, vote? I think both he and Tyrese Maxey are you're looking at guys that like you, you're hoping they can provide some scoring pop off the bench. Oh. Um, I definitely looked at Cole Anthony as that that guard the Nuggets can't defend themselves. Um, right. probably a little bit of a, <laughs> he's so a better <laughs> defender than Kemba, but still only 6'3. Both those guys are only 6'3. Um and I that's part of my hang up on those two guys. They're actually both I'm talking Maxie and Anthony here. They're both strong point of attack defenders, you know, engaged off ball defenders, but how much does that matter in the NBA when you're only 63? Uh, so
1: from a physical comp, you know who he actually is identical to is Kyrie Irving, which uh, Kyrie Irving's a little small too, but at least he's like a little bit I don't he just doesn't feel as small as Kemba. Kemba's so tiny and, and thin right, as well. Right, so right. Cole Anthony maybe you get a little bit closer to a Kyrie body. I don't know.
3: Yeah, so I small mean, in film. I mean, look, I think if you totally hit on this pick, optimistic projection, I mean, this guy could be a lead guard one day, not a transcendent passer, but a good one, and can probably score at the next level. Um, but how efficient will that be? Yeah. And how much will his size hold him back? The efficiency is interesting because he did not play in an ideal sort of scenario, two bigs on the floor a lot of the time. It's sometimes the only real three-point threat on the floor. So we'll have to see. Um but the, the the size, the size is an issue for me.
1: So a, a couple other quick notes here, Harrison, then I'll throw it to you. But uh, we saw this comment. The Nuggets do seem to have a lot of these guys. I mean, Michael Porter, Bol Bol, great, uh, Cole Anthony, who all you know were super, super hyped in high school and then maybe didn't either injury or something has happened. In, in Cole Anthony's case, I think a little bit of both dis- Maybe a little disappoint, underwhelming in his little college career, but then also a little injury. But then also the pedigree. So he's Greg Anthony's son. You know, obviously Greg mm. Anthony, former NBA player. would just you see a little bowl bowl. You know, you you have that Ooh. connection. So maybe there's there's mm. something here with a little bit of the pedigree. All, all of those things the Nuggets seem to like.
0: Yeah, I would say the only thing that's different from Porter and Bowl like Porter just got injured. Like his his first right, like right. game game in college didn't play. Bowl was amazing. When he was on the floor, like he was an unbelievable college player, but then got injured. Cole Anthony just wasn't that good this last year. Like, he was he got, super... he had some
1: injury, he had some injury like concerns that. as well. And didn't yeah. they have like an incredible
0: first game? Wasn't his first game of the season
3: just like incredible? It was his best game of the season, I believe. Yeah, I think number he delivered one. the win. Same thing yeah. with Maxie.
4: Yeah. Blew it up game one and then kind of yeah. slowed down after that.
2: One. I just yeah. hope we get a guy that had a bad year. Leading into the draft, Everyone's like, hey, you can't shoot uh, or play that well. But hey, yeah, you might you know, you know, get it with gets.
3: your James McDaniels pick, <laughs> bro. That could very well happen. <laughs> Let's go.
4: I mean, the case for him is he was a top five prospect coming into the year, MVP of sure. the McDonald's game, Nike Hoop Summit. Like when stacked up against these other top freshmen, he looked like the best of the best. Yeah. But, I mean, and I would not read too much into one bad season. It's more the fit that just.
1: Yeah, he's, what do you he's think a, about the fit, Harrison.
0: Sorry, um, he's a score first guy who, uh, who's been like a number one option his entire career. Um, so I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the fit, to be honest. Like, I, I just think, like if I'm targeting a potential backup point guard, I want more of a ball mover, I want a, a bigger guy, I want a defender. Um, he doesn't seem like a a Jokic ball-type player to me. Is there another
1: um, guard in this range? Let's save Josh Green for the very end here, but is there another guard in this range, Andre, that you look at that intrigues you?
4: I mean, Malachi Flynn, if we're talking backup point guards, I think that fit might be a little more sensical than Cole Anthony. Yeah. He's even smaller. But he's played – yes, he is smaller than Cole Anthony for sure. And I I mean, again (laughs) – Don't see a great fit um, in the backcourt with either of the Nuggets current point guards. But if Monte were to leave, uh, he could take right. over um, yeah, a little two ball dominant for my for my taste. So he'd, he'd really have to maximize that talent as kind of a six man uh, off the bench. But you like that he's active, active hands, lots of steals in the mouth. was talking to Justin Michael about him. He said, yeah, he's a good, good prospect, good, uh, good player, good score, but a little two ball dominant.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Harrison, is there anybody else that you like in the draft that you just want to put a little notes in about the, from the guard
0: spot? Um, there's a guy who's projected to go late in the first round out of France, Theo Maladon, 6'4 with a 6'8 and a half wingspan. He's only 18 years old. Uh, he's getting mentored by Tony Parker right now. He's like uh, not like a premier athlete. But he, he projects as like a classic backup point guard where he's like a, a great uh, distributor out of the pick and roll, plays in control, great passer, like really mature for an 18-year-old. Kind of reminds you of like a Jeff Teague type where, yeah. you know, he, he's like a distributor but can do a little bit of everything. Uh, so
2: just uh, Dante Exum?
0: that you're <laughs> uh, Exum You described
1: Dante Exum had like a, so many injuries, man.
0: Like he, he had a chance to be a player. His career, yeah. You know, Maladon's a, a little more polished, I think, at, at this point. But I, I think he's intriguing if you're looking for a backup at the very end of the first round.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Here's a big, here's a question overall. Like, do we care about fit with this uh, this pick? Like, do we know? what question. this – good question. Like, do we know if this player is ever gonna actually fit into this current iteration of the right. Nuggets? And not right, that, a, like, yeah. if like if we're talking about players that are gonna match up next to Jokic, like, is this player ever gonna match up with Jokic? Like, is this gonna be playing with whoever replaces uh, uh Plumlee? Uh, yeah. plumley or yeah, like, okay. I mean, do we should we just get like the best GD player on the board and like, just see what happens? Like, you flip that guy, whatever, like. I mean, it, should that be even a consideration? Just a question?
4: I mean, short answer yes, for sure. Oh, okay.
2: Well, and in, gonna... in
4: a lot of ways, <laughs> this draft should just be prolonging that cost controlled asset that was Malik Beasley and Juancho. And now you're just, you know, All right. prolonging that. And you hope that this best player available can be a valuable asset yeah. or a valuable player one way or the other, three, four years down the line.
2: Yeah. So you can take two first round picks and turn them into one crummy. First round. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <but> we haven't <laughs> talked about Desmond Bain. I, mean, I know we've
1: yeah. talked about him a little bit in the past, but he's a guy that will probably be available at 22.
3: Just seems like a winner to me. Um, shoots mm. really well off movement. Uh, could do just about everything at the college level. That'll probably be a little harder for him at the NBA. Kind of a tweener because he's that combo guard sort of wing thing. Yeah. But he's not super long. Super so not long. I, <laughs> he's super not long, actually. But he like six six. <laughs> And he's got like a good standing reach. So, I mean, if he's playing a guard position, the size isn't necessarily an issue. But that defensive versatility, which he maybe would boast potentially because he's so strong, such a smart guy, might be a little limited. Um, That said, I still think this is a guy that is going to crack an NBA rotation one day, Um, can defend, can put the ball on the floor a little bit, apparently can shoot the hell out of the ball. I know it's the college line, but. Um, shooting off DHOs, coming off screens, shooting on ball. He did it all. So um, this is a player – I've said it 40 times now. Uh, I don't see how he gets past Miami because he just seems so tailor-made for what they're doing right now.
1: Just the arm spin, the
3: wingspan. He's got Svila
1: Mikhailuk's body. Yeah. You know, and, and the other thing about him, you look at the skill sets when it comes to a guy like Bain, and the one thing he doesn't do well in college is finish at the rim. And yep. you only get harder to finish at the rim in the NBA, like a lot harder. That's one of the skills that gets a lot harder. So if you already kind of can't do that
3: against, you know, Iowa, then you're probably not going to be able to do <laughs> That's it That's a good point. But, <laughs> you know, he could be, I, um, and I think even more so than some of these guys we've talked about, Tyrese and Cole, like when they put the ball on the floor, it's to – to get themselves buckets. Um, I mean, I don't think Bain, Bain, he's not a traditional point guard, but he's one of the best non-point guards at passing in this draft, in my opinion. So yeah. there is an NBA skill set there. Um, but yeah, the finishing at the rim and the wingspan are probably the biggest concerns.
2: Yeah, I also like I want to make a bane shirt like really badly. I want to make <laughs> I, I want to make bane yeah. jokes. I want to like, yeah, talk about how that like, you you adopted the ball arena, but we were born into it. Like, I, like you, know, <laughs> you
3: know what I mean? Like let's make this happen. Uh,
4: Let, you have no concerns on his lateral quickness defensively, though.
3: I have some. Yeah, I mean, he has concerns. I I do think like the athletic Everything he does at the next level I think will be a little bit harder because he's not right, a transcendent right. athlete. Yeah, right. um, so that's why I don't think he would ever be a star, but I yeah. do think this can be a back of the rotation guard sooner rather than later. All right, let's get to AJ's pick here. Of
1: course, AJ Hafley, our, our uh, uh, avalanche expert, um, chiming in here on the Nuggets draft. Josh Green, to me, is probably the single most likely pick. If the Nuggets take a guard, if you told me the Nuggets take a guard in the 2020 draft, I would say almost certainly Josh Green. So I think in addition to being people's favorites, he's also the most likely if he's available there at 22, which I think there's a good chance there will be Andre. Give us the skinny on him.
4: Oh man. Um, I know you guys love him. Um, I try to sell myself on him when I look at the AAU stats, where he really was impressive, Uh, more impressive than guys like Jaden McDaniels or even James Weissman uh, played for an elite uh, West Coast elites, him and Nico Mannion. Just didn't translate in college on the off. There you go. That is a little (laughs) nugget for you. Just didn't translate uh, at the college level offensively. It, It can get pretty ugly for him at times as far as creating his shot. Um, can get a little reckless driving to the hoop, but he did shoot like 46% in his last 10 games from three. So that's promising. And as people really enticed, and then he's a superb athlete. I mean, he's built like a, he's built like Bane, but he's got the length. Um, and yeah, he looks great. And what I do like about him, he fits with the nuggets a little offensively. There's some flair as far as wanting to play, make and stuff. I just don't know how far away he is from being even like, semi-serviceable on offense uh to work in that hmm. and age is gonna hate me for that.
0: harrison what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I love josh green i've I've been a big josh green guy throughout the last couple of weeks um he was like on a stat a kind of a stacked college team that like the sum of its parts like wasn't as good as it should have been because he had nico yeah. yeah he had nico Mannion. uh on his team, like a high usage point guard. He had uh, Zeke Naji uh, as well, who's like uh, a center who, who had a lot of offense. Like he took a lot of shots as well. Um, what I like about Green is like he's got the body. I feel like he should be a good three-point shooter. He's got the defense. So he's got like a lot of core tenants that I think you look for in a wing prospect. And then you just kind of have to add stuff to it. And he seems like a worker. He seems like a really good kid uh so i just think like the the outline of a really good wing is there and he's super young too he's only 19.
4: that's the concern i have though is how much how much of an upgrade can he be
3: offensively to tory craig
1: what do you think vote would he be better than tory craig on offense
3: you guys are. I'm. sometimes kind of losing you. We're talking Josh Green here, right? That is. Yeah.
1: yeah. We're, you're not losing you. You're. You're watching YouTube videos or. or no. 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 You guys. Okay. <laughs> you guys are going in and out. I'm, uh, I am I'm
3: actually losing you. It. I'm just messing. With you.
4: Um,
3: I am here for the show. Uh, Josh Green is the pick <laughs> to me. Uh, uh, I just think it's it's the Gary approximate. I. You know, it makes you that much more comfortable with including Gary in a trade. He's longer, and and again, like we've talked about it a lot, but for everything gary does well defensively the nuggets got to the conference finals and like who does he guard? and and i just think josh green's a little more versatile um and and so look he's got to be a consistent outside shooter he's got that catch and shoot promise um i think his his path to being in an nba rotation is knocking those shots down consistently um this is one of if not my favorite picks at 22 should he be there
0: Here's something about the Tory Craig comp. Tory Craig was 27 when he played his first season in Denver. Josh Green is 19. Um, So he's like eight years younger than Tory Craig is going to be when he was on Denver. So he's got a lot of room to grow. Yeah
1: i i like him too at that at, at 22 i also think he might be a guy that spends a year on the bench just working on his offensive game working on his jumper and that would be good g for him. too yeah maybe even down in the g league um so i think that with josh green specifically I, I i like that pick i also think it's possible the only thing keeping me from thinking it's a likely pick for denver one he might not fall there's t- some mocks have him like 18 19 20 21 so not far ahead but a little bit ahead But the other thing is he doesn't seem like a T Tim Conley guy. Tim Conley loves shooters. How many non shooters has Tim (laughs) Conley drafted? I mean, even like the Leiden pick was picked because he can shoot. So taking a guy. It's Thomas Walsh was picked because he could shoot like Tim Conley just seems to really 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 value shooting And how do we have
2: a team full of non-shooters then it's crazy isn't it
0: <laughs> <laughs> but something else Tim Conley values is guys who just are like addicted to basketball and yeah. love being in the gym and are selfless I think Josh Green checks those boxes too really. I'm so curious, man. Like the reality is starting to sit in, and this is going to be one of the themes. Again,
1: our draft show. Somebody asked earlier in the comments, like, you guys should go live. We're going to be live for four hours in Draft Night, starting at five
0: o'clock. We, we, we will definitely be live. <laughs> we've all we'll been be like,
1: live. we're going to be going live from the bar. Um, so even in, you know, you can come out to the bar. We'll have it on the screens and everything like that. We'll have some cool stuff going on, but we're going to be at the bar. Andre's going to be there giving us some some bets, um, some different things to bet on. It's going to be a full production, guys. This is a thing we've been working on now for quite a while, ramping up towards it. So it's going to be you're trust me you're going to want to be locked to it. it's going to be one of the most fun things we do all year long Yum. and it's just going to be tons of coverage you always watch draft shows on espn or whatever they're just talking about what the lakers can do or this we're going to be all nuggets all the time obviously analyzing every other team but through the lens of the denver nuggets and it's just going to be great i really i'm so excited for it we've been working uh behind the scenes like i said to, to make this thing cool so you're going to want to tune into that but um it, the reality is hitting me that the Nuggets just add to their team. Their team's going to be different. One week from now, they're going to be different than they are right now in some way. In some way. Maybe it's a small way. Maybe it's a major way. And it's it's exciting. I'm so curious to see what this next version of the Nuggets looks like. Andre, thanks for topping on, man. That was fun. Thank you, guys. Yep, well, hold on. We've got
2: Andre's uh,
4: Italian breakdown of Bolmaro. Oh,
1: yeah. As we head out of here, just give us, sell us on Bolmaro. Very, very hard here.
4: Dovete scegliere Leandro. Leandro è l'unica scelta. L'Ordia nope. può giocare eh, può fare tutto. Prendete Bolmaro.
1: Too <laughs> perfect,
0: exactly.
1: I wanted that to be. I'm sold. I'm, sold. I'm so
0: sold too. Tyler, girl, If you're one of those people who just can't start their day without a cup of coffee, I know I'm one of those people. I have to have a cup of Strava Craft coffee like every day before we start our show at 12 o'clock on weekdays. If I don't have a cup of Strava Craft coffee, I'm going to be off that entire show and maybe that entire day. So pick up some Strava Craft coffee today. They are offering an awesome deal right now for DNVR members Tuesday, eleven ten. So last Tuesday through this coming Monday, eleven sixteen. all DNVR members will receive 30% off their purchase at Strava. Now is a great time to try their incredible CBD infused coffee. A lot of us are obviously working from home and it's tough to transition from thinking of your apartment or home as a home and Thinking about it as an office. So, Strava Craft Coffee can get you in the working mood as well. It helps me get in the working mood. And again, you guys can get 30% off your purchase at Strava Craft Coffee only for DNVR members, though. So, this is another perk to becoming a DNVR member. If you are a member, you should have received an email with details on how to retrieve your 30% off Strava code. Check them out today, StravaCraftCoffee.com.